I'm late. No, you got here right on time. No, I'm late. It's the late show. Sorry, I'm late. You're too late. <laughs> the wizard is never late. Can I help you? Yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna see the show. But not to come late. You are late. You're late, man. Always late, huh? The hour goes late. You're late. I'm not paying for those. But is he already too late to save his friends? You're too late! And I'm like, dude. <laughs> You're not going from Mary Poppins to a savage killer. <laughs> I would say yes, it lives up to the hype. <laughs> what little hype I had for it, it was pretty damn good. And here we are. What John up? Rosenblum caught on his phone not paying attention. Always. <laughs> Welcome to Late to the Show podcast. This will be our 30th episode. It's a shit flipping milestone, John. Nice. I should probably really update the social media at some point. <laughs> well, just wait till episode 60. That'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> tonight we were waiting on someone, and they never got back to us. Shame, shame, shame. I will not say their name, but it rhymes with... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> John looked at me scared. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, this week we're doing the movie The Man from U.N.C.L.E., Yup. Severely slept on film because I can't find a single fucking person who's also seen it until now. John has seen it. Kate hasn't seen it? No, I made her watch it. Oh, okay. But I'm saying like, I bring it up to someone, they're like, oh, I haven't heard of that one. I'm like, god damn it. Like, I heard about it. I remember seeing trailers for it. Yeah. I just didn't watch it. I can't find anyone who's watched it before me telling them, you've got to fucking watch this movie. Yeah. Did you like it, John? I did enjoy it. Uh, I couldn't really tell you anybody's names or specifics about anybody. I have a general idea of the the plot. You mean like their character names? Yeah, I, I remember the uh, I, I remember Napoleon Solo because that's a pretty uh, interesting, unique name, and uh, Gabby, and uh, yeah, then the Russian guy, and that's that's all I remember. Which Russian guy? The Russian guy. Oh, oh, the, the... Army Hammer. <laughs> yeah, Army Hammer's character. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Um, Red Peril. You could just call him that. Sure. Uh, this movie, to me, was, again, great movie. A lot of style over substance, though. I, what? I, I feel there was a lot of style over substance. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I felt like that in the montage scenes. I felt like that through the, the entire movie. Really? I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, though. Like, I think that's kind of what this movie needed to be, because it wasn't, like, the most top-tier of top-tier like spy intricacies, but I think that actually worked really well for this movie. Like I think it was still a really good movie and I still really enjoyed it, but I think it was flashy the whole way through and that's where its strength lied. Wait, where what what do you mean it wasn't the top tier of spy? Like this was there wasn't a lot of like intricacies and backstabbings and double agents and shit like that. The most you got was Gabby being uh, a British agent. You find that uh you find out she's clearly working for somebody about halfway through. Yeah. And then you think maybe spoiler alert maybe she's <laughs> yeah, working for the bad <laughs> yeah maybe she's working for the bad guy nope she's working for the British government so that's about as twisty as this entire movie gets whereas you look at something like a Bourne movie and it's just like there's a lot more inter- there's definitely more I've actually never intricate. seen any of the Bourne movies oh interesting maybe <laughs> or any 007 movies nope I saw Spectre. Oh, you saw the, one of the worst ones. <laughs> Spectre was garbage. And I, I wasn't like really watching it. I think I was on my computer and someone in the apartment was watching it. Spectre's back in Chicago. Bad. Spectre's bad. Yeah, it's the one with uh, Christoph Waltz. Waltz. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, where they did the second of the... I think... No. In, 
Star Trek Into Darkness wants to come out earlier than that. But we're in Star Trek Into Darkness. They're like, no, he's not Khan. He's oh, not yeah. Khan. He was Khan. And uh, for Spectre, they're like, no, he's not Blofeld. He's not. He was Blofeld. <laughs> yeah, he was. Spoiler alert, but fuck it. That movie was bad. Um, <laughs> but it had Batista in it. Yeah, it did. And he's and he's really popular now. He he and just is. playing the same character he played as Drax. No. What? No. Isn't that was... what he was in fucking the st- Stuber? Oh, I don't know. I'm talking about Spectre. Oh, we no, not in that. Yeah, Spectre. Does... Everything he does, he's just Drax. Like uh, in that fucking uh, the FX vampire show. Yeah, but he was also only in it for like a cameo. So. I know, but all he did was Drax. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he didn't do Drax in uh, Blade Runner 2049. I didn't even know he was in it. Yeah, he was in that at the beginning. Um, he was in it probably about as long as he was in uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, really? Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, so yeah, there's definitely more intricate spy movies. Um, but I'm not saying this is a bad one. Like, it was fucking cool as hell the mm. whole way through. Did uh, you see it coming, the twists and turns? Did you see any of them coming? That the bad guys were just the bad guys and that they would have the nuke. I figured they would have the bomb and I figured they'd have to stop them transporting the bomb by the end. But, okay, I'm talking about with Gabby. Did you see any of that coming? No, but as soon as she made some call, I'm like, okay, she's a spy of some sort. Did you see it coming that they would use the actual second warhead to kill them with the actual warhead? Okay, that's specific. That's not twists. It is a twist. Because when they defeat him, they think, we got the bomb. No, wait, you don't have the bomb. You have the wrong fucking thing. Okay. And they have to track them down. But using the bomb that wasn't the bomb to kill them is not... A twist. No, the twist is that they didn't get the bomb, is what I'm saying. But then it's cool that they actually use that to fucking lock onto the other one, and that's okay. how they kill them. Okay, so I'm again. not calling that a twist. I'm saying the you fact do that what they... you did. You're like, no, did no, you no, no, see no. them using the bomb to kill what them? About when they didn't actually get the bomb yeah, is how I, I started I it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, rewind five <laughs> seconds, uh, everyone. Anyways, <laughs> um, again. There's definitely more intricate spy movies, but I'm not saying that as a bad thing about this movie. Like, this is not a criticism of this movie, which you seem to be thinking it is. Because I've got nothing to criticize this movie for. I'm not criticizing the movie. I'm saying it's I'm saying it's style over substance. Come to my apartment. You talk shit about one of my favorite movies. Okay, it's a Guy Ritchie movie. Like that's the thing is Guy Ritchie movies a lot of times are style over substance. Mm. Sometimes they've got substance, but a lot of the time it's mostly just style and they look cool as hell. So you would call uh, <clears throat> the Rob Zombie movie style over substance, probably. I haven't seen them, but you well, seen any of them? Sorry, sorry, that's not true. I've seen House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. <laughs> I was, no, yeah, I I was thinking for whatever <laughs> reason. Here's the thing: is earlier it had uh, one of the clips was like Joe Rogan talking to Rob Zombie, and it had the poster for Halloween that he did. Oh. And so in my head, I'm like, no, I haven't seen any of the Rob Zombie Halloween <laughs> movies. Um, but uh, that was a good podcast, by the way, the one where he talks to Rob Zombie. Hmm. Turns out Rob Zombie's like a really chill guy. It that honestly doesn't surprise me at all. Well, like I was thinking, he'd be like this super like dark weirdo kind of guy. I think just I've based seen, on the movies that he's made. I think I've seen interviews with him, and he's yeah, he's just a really chill dude. He just likes all movies. It's not like he's only into horror movies. He likes literally all movies. <clears throat> he just enjoys making horror movies. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I would say Devil's Rejects is more style over substance. House of a Thousand Ooh, Corpses. I wouldn't say that at all. You wouldn't say Devil's I, I Rejects. I think Devil's is... Rejects is way more, it's 
more akin to like a mainstream movie mm -hmm. than House of Thousand Corpses. That may be, but that's not the argument about style over. Well, substance. that's why I say like his style is so apart from mainstream movies mm -hmm. that it is literally his style yeah. over the substance of like is this like what do you like is this a quality film per se? See, when I'm saying style over substance, I mean shit where it's like uh, the visuals and the flashiness, and it's like it looks really cool. But it's not a deep film. Like, yeah. like, okay. Devil's Rejects is more style over substance. I still wouldn't say that. I'd say it has more of a story between the three people, between Baby, oh, Sid, that may, and compared Davis. to maybe like Devil's Rejects, possibly. No, Devil's Rejects or fucking House Devils. of a Thousand Corpses. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's what I meant to say. <laughs> um, I mean. Either way, but I'm again style over substance. I think works sometimes. I think something like. Man from Uncle or Devil's Rejects, that's kind of all you need for movies like that. Like, I think you can go deeper with things like this, but I don't necessarily think, keeping us on track with the movie we're talking about, I don't think the point of The Man from Uncle was to tell a deep, important story yeah, about the political environment of the Cold War. It was to be like, here's a really fucking cool spy movie. Yeah, Enjoy. it kind of just puts you in the setting and you don't have to, like, do a deep dive on, and this is what it was like at this time. It's yeah. like, well, we don't need to do that. They don't like each other. Now they have to work together. Have fun. Like, that's that's all you need, you know? Probably one of my favorite odd, odd couple Oh, like, easily. Pieces. Consider, I mean, I just like, just even in the way they dress is like such a perfect, like, pairing of like how they are, you know, opposed. Because right. fucking uh, Napoleon Solo, played by Henry Cavill, mm -hmm. is always dressed fucking immaculately. And it's Perfect just a very suit. suave individual. <laughs> like, I loved his whole intro and, like, the car chase scene where he's just sitting in the back. He's like, all right, now you can take a left here. And it's left and then immediate right. And he's just real calm and collected. The cars are flying down the street. Mm -hmm. There's gunshots. And, like, all of that. It's, like, really cool. But he's just, he's keeping, you know, he keeps calm under pressure. Whereas, like, uh, Army Hammer's character, like, they established early on is, like, hey... He it takes like every ounce of self control of his not to blow to up. not beat somebody to death with his bare hands, you know. <laughs> well, when he gets pushed to that level, he can like stay calm, but like, yeah, he. That's what I'm talking like, about. Is that takes he's calm all like of a bomb. it? <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got a short fuse, which which was one of my favorite scenes. Was when he wanted like when he had to walk away from her uncle and he went to the bathroom to like just wash <laughs> his hands and the guys were being dicks about it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they finally they kicked him out. He shuts the door. And then you don't see what happens except him, like, walking out having washed his hands. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> uh, yeah, I really fucking love this movie. And what do you think of Army Hammer as playing a Russian I thought he was character? really good. Uh, I almost turned subtitles on because I couldn't understand him half the time. But Really? Yeah, at least at first. I kind of started picking up. Mm -hmm. But at first it was, like... The accent was really thick, plus Army Hammer's voice is really deep, so kind of combining the two kind of makes also, things fucky. I never realized what a fucking giant that dude is until I saw this movie, and he's standing yeah. next to the girl, uh, Alicia Vikander. Vikander? I, I thought it was Vikander. Vikander? Alicia Vikander. Vikander? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Alicia. Okay. Yeah, her. Gabby. We're on a first name basis. Yeah. <laughs> Alice. I like to call her. A. I say, hey, bitch, over here. <laughs> I don't say that. No. But, no um, now we're never going to get Alicia Vikander on the podcast. We might. 
She likes that. Uh, <clears throat> but when you see those two next to each other, like when mm. they're dancing in the hotel room, yeah. she's like half his size. It's yeah. insane. Well, what, what was the fucking line? Because I always will think about that line from The Social Network when he's playing the Winklevoss twins. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and he the says... Yeah, the Winklevi. <laughs> um, when he's uh, when they're he's threatening Zuckerberg somehow, and they, like he's not Zuckerberg's not there. It's like the Winklevi are talking to somebody else, and they're like, "Well, how do you plan on doing that?" He's like, "I'm I'm six foot two, two hundred fifty pounds, and there's two of me." <laughs> that's funny. That's the, that's the, I haven't seen that movie. That's the actual line. There's two of me. Yeah, that's hilarious. Since yeah. he's one guy. <laughs> I mean, but there's two Winklevi. I know. One guy, two Winklevi? Yes. That's the name of his autobiography. <laughs> one guy, two When he's two 70 Winkle. years old and he's reflecting on his time in Hollywood, yeah. his title is One Guy, Two Winklevi. <laughs> uh, Army Hammer, if you use that, uh, we would like some royalties. Just like Some? Yeah, just like... Like... 300 grand. Sure. Let's just make it a flat fee. I don't, we don't even need royalties. Yeah, exactly. He might sell a lot of copies. He doesn't want to give up those points. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I I'll fucking take $300,000. I like Henry Cavill in this movie better than I do in Superman. At him he, as Superman. Okay, he's a great Superman. He just hasn't had the right script for being Superman. Well, I, I really liked Man of Steel. So I don't think he's had a bad script for Superman. I just think, like, as far as the way he fits into a character, he mm. fit into this character fucking perfectly. This shit was like a glove. Him as Superman, yeah, oh, yeah. like, there's some awkward moments with him. Where, like, some of the faces he makes, it's just like, I, I don't, like, there's a little bit of a disconnect to me. Again, it's, it's the Zack Snyder. Like, I don't mind Zack Snyder. I think Zack Snyder doing Batman would have made more sense than Zack Snyder doing Superman. Um, just because kind of the grim, dark shit is kind of a little bit more up Zack Snyder's alley, whereas Superman is supposed to be a bright, cheerful character. Yeah. But, um, again, which is why I think Henry Cavill would do well in that because i mean you just look at him in this always very confident in control of the situation smiling yeah which you don't ever really get to see superman do in uh the dceo Mm -hmm. so like i think that's why i still say henry cavill is an excellent choice for superman right um but yeah this whole shit there was one thing about this movie i wanted to mention now i can't fucking think what it was bad thing no. Did you see something bad? No, something like that. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just a little defensive. I'm I, I, I noticed. You didn't direct this movie, all right? I wish I did. Actually, I bet a lot of people wish they did, just because they'd get Guy Ritchie's paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> Again, wouldn't mind it. Um, nope, still haven't gotten back to this. No. Just pocket. close out of your Facebook. Just close out of Facebook. No, I like having ten tabs open. Yeah, I know you do, you psycho. It's also my second window open, so... <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, um, shit. What? Okay, yeah, we're recording. Oh god. Make sure. <laughs> what the fuck was it I was gonna say about this? Well, again, there's a lot of that. Like, I couldn't really tell you specifics about like a lot of the plot. Oh, that's what it was. And I don't know why that car chase where at the beginning. No, at the end, oh. where they're driving through like the mud uh-huh. and everything. 
I, I don't know if I like looked away for half a second or something, but I lost the plot of where everybody was in a relationship to one another because the camera kept like zooming out and like Henry Cavill kept stopping his car for some reason. Because he had and, to keep like getting to a higher location to see where everyone was. No, I get I I like I understand that point, but he never seemed to have been getting up to a higher location. He seemed to basically be following behind the guy and then stopping and looking around and then like I got he was trying to like cut him off, but the way it was filmed was very weird mm. whereas you look at the really awesome car chase at the beginning when like you have that above the head shot where like she had parallel parked when army hammer went flying by right and then like he like she drives on a reverse and like yeah and like she like slides around the car as he goes the other way and then it like and then he backs back up and then uh, She's henry backing Cav- up on the sidewalk and stuff yeah and then henry cavill comes around the car and everything like that's I understood where everybody was in space in that shot, in that, and then the car chase through the jungle at the end. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and how they determined which car, like, he got down there, he, like, looked at one, then he looked under the sheet of another, and then, like, he, like, looked back to the first one, which I understand he, it implies he took the one under the sheet. Because it's ginormous. Yeah, That's but... Why. It, the size of it is, like, three times the size of that smaller one. Was it? Because they looked to be about the same size to me, just in no. the, the way he I was reading the, the film. One, and then he walked over to the ginormous sheet, and he looks under it, and then he puts it back down, yeah. just kind of thinking to himself, and then it shows him taking flight in that ginormous, uh, like, four-wheeler thing. Yeah, and then somehow Army Hammer caught up and was chasing behind them on a Because he was on a bike. bike cutting through. No, no, I got that. No, he caught up to where Henry Cavill was. And was suddenly on a dirt bike. Um, just that last sequence finding that guy was kind of like a little all over the place. But Well, okay. Army Hammer was ahead of Henry Cavill. Okay. Because Henry Cavill stopped to get his watch. Yes. Who was on that passed out guy. So fucking Army Hammer took off on the bike way early. That's why he was able to catch up to Gabby and uh, but that guy first. you see... Him get on the bike after Henry Cavill has gotten down there and taken off in his car. Does he? Is yes. that how it's edited? Yeah. That's how it's edited. He might be in a different, like, garage space then. Maybe. Because I was. that's part of what threw me off, and then I was just confused for the rest of the fucking car chase. Hmm. Until everybody collided with each other, I'm like, alright, cool, now we're all back on the same page. Well, because one of them goes under the bridge... Like, because there's that bridge between, like, two islands and one of them. Yeah. Like, you think they're going to come on top, but for some reason it's underneath. That was yeah, crazy. see, maybe I didn't catch them driving under that because mm-hmm. I saw, like, the shot of the bridge and then there was a shot of the bridge again. And I'm like, but nothing changed. I, like, it was, and it, I don't know if it was something with the TV where I was sitting, where I was looking. I don't know. I just, I didn't <laughs> read the scene correctly, I guess. Mm. But, uh, you know, Whatever. It didn't detract from the movie that much from me. I'm just like, this car chase will end eventually. Right. And we'll all be back together. And they'll <laughs> kill this guy. Yeah. Um, the, uh, what'd you think about the way they killed him? Like, I mean, I kind of get, like, why it was, like, like, why they cut sound out and it was, like, super close up on, on both of them when uh, um, Elia stabbed him. What are you looking for? You went from four to five on your Facebook. That's my notifications. Oh shit! Ooh, hold on. We might uh, we might pause for a sec. No, we're not going to. She's working. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, we'll get back to that later. All right. Stupid. She's out. <laughs> I would just cut all that from the. Oh, she's yeah. not gonna listen. Anyways, and uh, it, 
Even anyway, anyways, I'm let's just kidding. Just fooling around. She's not gonna listen. <laughs> anyways, um, I don't remember how they killed that guy. Okay, well, okay, so he throws the motorcycle. So, I remember that part. He threw the motorcycle, motorcycle. lands on him. He's on Army passed Hammer. out for a second. Yes, it lands on the Russian, and then he wakes up to. Um, it's established early oh, on. Vinci Guerra, that's his name. That's right. The Vinci Guerra, he's like beating the shit out of Napoleon Solo. He's about to get the upper hand because he's got a gun in his hand, I think. Yeah. And the Russian stands up and throws the motorcycle at this dude. Yeah. Which seemed a little gratuitous, but I was like, you fucking threw a motorcycle. With the engine still in it. That's yeah. fucking heavy. Uh, <clears throat> um, and then they are fighting around. They're fighting each other, and Elliot has a knife, and he stabs him up close but all the sound leaves and they just see like oh that's right, right, the right, face, right, right and then right, blood right. comes down vichigera's head see i thought i remember that now um because we hear like a gunshot too and i thought and i don't know why because it was never established earlier i thought he had a ballistic knife which i thought was gonna be really cool like he was gonna like literally like lean back and there's gonna be like a blade like under his chin no, like this ain't his punisher ballistic knives were used by the kgb were they yeah oh so that's why I figured. I like that scene in Punisher, though. I don't. I don't remember it. It's been a while. Oh, Wait, which new... Punisher? Warzone or the no, one no, with no, the, good the one. John Travolta? Yeah. Uh, I I haven't seen it in a long time. Okay, this hitman and um, the Punisher get into this like car fight where he's like shooting at his car and he's got like blast shields over the windows and stuff. Oh, I figured because he falls it was the dude out. with the guitar, right? Yeah, yeah. And he says, "You dumb son of a bitch, bringing a knife to a gunfight." And he presses a button and it hits him in the jugular, and he fucking dies. <laughs> Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a, a good ballistic knife scene. Yeah, I, I remember the guitar guy shooting at his car. I remember that part. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's what I was expecting to see have had happen, but it wasn't. But it was, it was still fine. Like, I wasn't disappointed. I was just like, oh. Well, like, I was, at first I thought it was kind of weird, like, how dramatic they made that moment. Because, mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> the guy that they killed there, Vinci Guerra, I mean, like, yeah, he's the son of like the guy who started all these Vinci Guerra industries and it, it's become like this kind of almost terrorist organization not really terrorist organization they're just in everything for a profit yep but <clears throat> at this point in their business plans they are uh selling nuclear warheads yeah so you know as terrorism. you do your, your, your normal business progression fucking fishing markets import export nukes there yes. you go that's what uh anyway so but they made it really dramatic when they killed him. And they mm-hmm. actually have a stare-off as he dies. I was like, why? Like, what? And he was never really established as, like, that much of a villain or anything? Well, yeah, like, because it's his wife who's the real the, villain. Yeah. Because she's the one who's Well, I thought sister. No, I no, thought no that's his wife. Oh, that's right. Right, because she wasn't... Okay. I'm trying... Again, I was trying to... Re- couldn't remember a lot of specifics about this movie because they explained the family dynamic mm. from like that the guy's dad and then like not just pfft, gone. So <laughs> they do explain that at the very beginning, and you don't see much of a relationship between the guy and the girl. But I think that kind of adds to the fact like that their relationship is more of a business relationship. Yep. And they're also European, so they fuck other people. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. That's what you um, do. But. Um, <clears throat> And I think, like, maybe the big reason was because uh, uh, Vinci Guerra kind of had the hots for Gabby a little bit. And she was kind of 
play in that a little bit with uh, the Russian just to kind of fucking make him a little jealous and stuff. Yeah. So I was wondering if like there's some kind of significance there and like the way that they got it got Maybe. a slow death or the Probably. fact that he put Gabby in danger too. You know. Almost thought I knocked my water over. Yeah. No. I I, I know what you're saying. Um. Because it, like you get this like big catharsis moment when he dies, but I was kind of wondering like. Why did we get that moment for him, him. necessarily? Because he wasn't yeah. made up to be this big villain. He's more like a pawn also. Yeah, he was, again, not in the movie much. Like, so, Lady Vinciguerra, she's mm-hmm. the main villain. She's the fucking queen on the chessboard. Yeah. Her husband's like a knight. Yeah. A rook, maybe. If not the king. No. <laughs> well, she's the king and queen. Yeah. So. Which is kind of cool, actually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I was just kind of thought it was weird. Yeah, that was kind of weird, but I still again, don't you mind go, it. Like, yeah. I mean, you, you no, can find you go meaning the, where you want to put it too. You, you, again, it kind of boils back down to that that style over substance. I suppose. Thing, because I mean, there was the whole bit where uh, it's Gabby still a and cool her scene, but if yeah. you're like looking at it deeply, it's like, well, I mean, was he was he so important to kill other than just to get the bomb? Yeah, his death is more kind of like, oh, all right, that guy's dead. Don't have to worry about him. Because he wasn't built up as a big character at all. He's yeah. barely in the movie, to be honest. <clears throat> exactly. Well, and it's also kind of like the scene where uh, Gabby and her uncle are driving to uncle wherever. Ruby. Yeah. And uh, they're talking, but it's silent because when, when the camera's outside the car. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to like uh, uh, Henry Cavill listening in, and you hear their dialogue, and then it cuts back to the car, and it's you silent. Need Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, the Russian listening in, then it's, you can hear the dialogue, and you go, cut back to the car, and it's silent with subtitles still, and then she rolls the window down, and, like, there's dialogue that you can hear, and I'm like... Are you talking about when they're at the lunch table? No, when they're, they're driving down the road at one point, and they're talking, and there's subtitles, but there's no audio, and it cuts to the Russian list, I, I think it was Solo listening. Um, I don't remember this part of the movie, oh, God damn, she's given us a lot of That's Noah. Stuff. Okay. Uh, here, hold on. Let's look it up. Yeah. Um. Man from Uncle. Let's see what this. I couldn't even remember. Do Gabby and Uncle Rudy. Gabby University. And. Uncle Ruckus. That's. Different movie, probably. Yeah, just close out of the damn tab. Shush. All right. Uh, no, not yeah, that scene. No, it's not that scene that I'm fucking talking about. Dude, it's going to cut back and forth between that scene. No, it's not. Because that scene, they're it's already... Just, I don't like to leave much to chance. And now it's going to cut to them at the dinner party, okay. which is not the scene I'm fucking talking about. Okay. I just wanted to check. That's the glitch. It's probably, it's such like a small scene that's not like really likely to be in like a, that they're going to show anywhere here. You sure it's not the best scene right here? Uh... It's fine. It doesn't, it's not that important. Okay, I'm I mean, just curious. It's just, it's just a stylistic. What you're about. Well, what did you rewatch this movie? Yes, I did. I've okay. seen it a million fucking times. All right. <laughs> um, but I did like the, uh, the scene with, uh, the uncle in the the torture room when they uh, oh yeah the fifth horseman <laughs> yeah when they uh, they swap him around 
He's like, I'll tell you anything. You, you don't have to torture me at all. I don't even have to know the people that I'm turning on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then like, them arguing like outside. And then them outside there just like arguing. It's like, yeah. I mean, we could kill him. Or we could, t- we could turn him in and probably provide a lot of good info. But he wouldn't go to jail. He'd probably cut a deal. Worse, they'd give him a job. In the meantime, like the fucking chairs, like electric problem he's fixes. roasting. And he's just <laughs> on fire. <laughs> Damn, they I don't know you... until they see the glow of his burning body <laughs> yeah. through the window. Yeah, that's a great fucking scene. Damn, I left my coat in there. <laughs> or my jacket in there. Yeah, I don't do too well with like watching torture scenes, so I'm mm-hmm. glad like, they didn't like include a lot. I was like, how torturous is this going to get? Because I may have to look away. <laughs> yeah, it, it always kind of depends. Like if, uh... Yeah, like this one handled it well because it was mostly off screen and... Like, even when he was, like, being electrocuted, it was off screen. <laughs> I do like when they're tying Uncle Rudy to the electric chair, though. And uh, the Russian accidentally steps on the switch and it zaps him through Uncle Rudy. He's like, yeah. would you please not? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's just had it for, like, the last hour and a half. Yo. <laughs> Man. Oh, and I like the scene, too, where it's that fourth one there with the boat chase where he fucking oh, yeah. hops in the truck. <laughs> and, like, I was watching it and I'm like, didn't care that he took the guy's wine. Was eating the guy's grapes. When he started eating that guy's sandwich, I'm like, okay, that's the dick move. <laughs> that's the guy's actual fucking meal. Right well, you know what? And I was actually thinking about this scene the other day. Like, I was thinking, yeah, but that guy kind of deserves it. I was like, does he know what the Vinci Garris are up to? Like, yeah. was he maybe like working on the safe, or was he literally just dropping off packages of like fucking water to this company? Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we don't know. That could have just been some guy working. He might have just been a driver. Yeah. And but now you know he doesn't what? He have shouldn't be having wine while he drinks, while it, he drives. It's Italy. <laughs> um, Probably had a low alcohol content anyway. But then he fucking drives the fucking truck into the onto the boat, <laughs> and I just like how annoyed he looks as the it's sinking because he's got to go save him. And he's just like kind of annoyed, waiting for it to fucking. Yeah, I like that he does. The... Like he instead of like trying to swim down, he's like, just let this bring me down. Yeah. And then he knows to roll the window down instead of trying to open the door because of yep. all the pressure. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I really dig this movie. Yeah, I, I also like fun. the little individual bottle of wine that that guy had that fit in a picnic basket somehow. Oh, yeah. It was nice. Yeah. I mean, that's he just like spit the... the cork on the floor, though. He didn't, like, set it on the dash or something so he could wow. find it later. That's pretty rude. Yeah, I mean, he drove the guy's truck into the, into the lake, so... Not his truck is the company's truck. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's probably insured, too. <laughs> So it really doesn't matter where he spit the cork. Do you think an insurance company has to pay out on a company that like has like you know situations like that if it was involved with a terrorist organization? Oh, I'm sure they probably would use that as a reason not to pay out. <laughs> you were doing business with a terrorist organization. They were insured under you. That does not matter anymore. <laughs> I did that, but it was your truck. <laughs> In fact, I'm considering canceling your entire policy. <laughs> And we will prosecute you to the full extent of the law if you do not leave us alone. <laughs> so. Mm, yeah, insurance companies are nice. Yeah. Um, but no, it was, it was a really fun movie. Yeah. Very stylish. And you know what? Flashy movie. Uh, when you say uh, it was style over substance, like, I think that does make sense for this movie also because it has, like, comedicness to it. Like, mm. it's, there's, like, like, I wouldn't call this movie a comedy. But there was comedy, yeah. But it, it's pretty fucking close to being a comedy. Yeah. Just with like their interactions and stuff. And the three of them even, not just Napoleon and Ilya. 
Yeah. But then also, even Napoleon's interactions with his boss, Hugh Grant, mm-hmm. which I like that. I liked him a lot in this movie, too. Yeah. And if I didn't even uh, notice him when he bumped into him at the beginning of that party and stole his ticket. Did See, you I noticed kn- that that was Hugh Grant? Yeah, I'm like, because, oh, well, I saw Hugh Grant's name in the credits, the oh. opening credits. And I saw him bump into him, I'm like, oh, Hugh Grant's about to enter the movie. And then he was gone for a good chunk <laughs> of it. I'm like, okay. And then when he popped back in, I'm like, oh, yeah, Hugh Grant's in this fucking movie. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that kind of goes, because that scene reminded me, like, when you're talking about how stylized it is and all the cutting back and forth, I noticed that all the cutting back and forth is to show different perspectives of each character, because yeah. it is like a, it, I wouldn't call it an ensemble movie necessarily, but it is a movie that plays on kind of every character in it is as important as the next one, yep. sort of, and I think that's why it does all the cutting to show perspective. Well, and with a spy movie, too, I mean, perception's reality. Like, you'll see him kind of fiddling with something somewhere. Right. And it's like, but you don't know what that means. And then usually at the end, they're like, all right, and we're going to wrap this all back. And you see that thing they were fiddling with earlier is like, you know, the fucking... As the second warhead that has the, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Uranium? New. It's the one without uranium that they use to target the one with uranium. Yeah. It's got the special lens in it that makes it hone in on... The first missile. Yep. And then, uh, I mean, that was a cool way to take to, to take that out, take them out, bad guys. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, I also knew at the end that I I was basically expecting it didn't play exactly the way I figured it was, but I figured when uh, uh, Ilya's boss called him and he's like, "Hey, why do I hear that the American has the disc?" Mm-hmm. And so he was going to go up there and, you know, kill him to get the disc. And he's like, hey, come on in. I really figured it'd be like, it's sitting on the table, oh. you know, type of thing. Instead of, But when it cut to where it's sitting under his, like, vest or whatever, I'm like, oh, okay, he's got it obviously sitting out so that Ilya will see it. Like, well, that I'm, wasn't his purpose for having it there. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Not at all. Because he turns back around and then he looks down and he's like, oh, shit, that's sitting out. I mean, he already knew he wasn't going to, like, kill Ilya for the disc or anything. I, but he could kind of, like, he didn't know that Ilya was coming up and stuff. No, he, he knew he was coming up. Hold on, let me say this, because I'm jumbled up in my head, the way I'm trying to get it out. So, he knows that Ilya's coming up, but he doesn't know that his boss just called him, necessarily, about the disc. He just has it sitting out because he's packing. But, when he sees how stiff Ilya's being as he's pouring the drink and stuff, he's not talking to him, he's just kind of giving him subtle head nods. He's worked with him this long enough. He knows when he's fucking tense. So then he kind of looks back at his case and he sees, oh, I left the disc sitting out. I've got to defuse this. And that's when he decides to toss him the watch. I disagree. Because he, really? yeah, because Ilya says, it's like, you you knew my mission. He's like, yeah, After he same. he gave him the watch. No, and he's like, yeah, same as mine. Kill him if I, kill him if you have to. And yeah. he's like, but I'm not going to do he, I feel like he left it out on purpose. I don't think he did. I do. I think it just happened to be there when every, it came in. Everything Napoleon has done in this movie was so planned and meticulous, it wouldn't just happen. Not true. It wouldn't be Storming just... Storming that fucking place at night. There was no plan with that. There, there was. His <laughs> plan was to go in and do it himself. And then they both happened to be there. Yeah, but they didn't really have a plan. Recon. Like they, yeah, you have to wing it. You have to wing it a little bit. But he, but Napoleon had invited them up for drinks. Yeah, 
Yes. So he knew he would be coming up to his room. If he actually wanted to keep the disc hidden, he would have not have left it underneath his vest half-assedly. It was so obviously sitting outside from under his vest, he did it on purpose. The way he looks back at his suitcase, he looks like nervous in his face. He's like, because he, oh, I see what's going on here. He's thinking about killing me right now. And that's why he's like, he's not talking as calmly as he was. He's like a little bit like, you okay, Peril? Uh... <sighs> and he's kind of touch and go a little bit. And that's when he decides to turn around and toss him his watch. I don't think he left I, it out on purpose for Ilya to see. I do. I don't think so. Well, we can leave it open to interpretation. I but suppose we could. I'm pretty positive he leaves it out on purpose. That was uh, a very intentional move. Viewers, please, or listeners, please uh, comment below we're, what we're, you think. We're going we're gonna to put a poll on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe. If someone gets on that social media, who knows what might happen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Depends on when the podcast goes yeah, podcast up. It might go up Saturday. Say, the podcast needs to get out first, and then I'll put the poll up. Doesn't have to. <laughs> That's right. I could. Fuck it. I'll just do the poll right now. Oh shit. We're yeah, doing I guess a, They don't need the. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Did Napoleon do it on purpose? Yes. No. That's what I'm going to ask. <laughs> a lot of interpretations for that question. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Did Napoleon do it on purpose? Did. Napoleon nope. Bonaparte, Neapolitan ice cream, Napoleon Dynamite. What are you the talking about? Disc out on, not in on purpose for Ilya. I L L Y A. Uh, to see? Question mark. Just write the Russian. No, I'm gonna put his name. If I'm putting Napoleon, I'm gonna put his name. All right, fine. Hold on. Uh, for some reason, I have Henry Cavill. Ilya. I L L Y A. Yes. Ilya, he's the illest. Choice one, yes. Choice two, no. <laughs> Pole lamps. <laughs> it's what it asks. Yeah, I bet it is. What are you writing down? <laughs> two inches? Oh! We're going to leave that up for a week. <laughs> Tweet! Oh, that was your Twitter. <laughs> Wrong Twitter. No, I tweeted it from... Late, Late to, to the, the shizzle. Why don't yes. you throw out that handle real quick right now? Uh, at LTTS Podcast. Please vote. Yeah, please vote. You got Potenti- Potentially by the time a this week comes up. two days. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in there. Anywhere from a week to, oh, it's too late now. You've got until I'm gonna, I'm gonna October retweet. 1st. <laughs> oh, shit. I should have put hash. I should have, I should have hashtagged the movie on it so that we can. Just hashtag UNCLE. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, right? Yeah. Hashtag uncle. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I, um, I retweeted and liked it already and voted. <laughs> and what do you know? 100% of people said yes. He did leave it out on purpose. Did you... Uh, were you surprised when uh, Napoleon found the watch on that guy? No, I kind of... I, I figured that was popping back up. I was... I thought Ilya was going to be the one to find it, but when Napoleon found it, I'm like, all right, cool. But did you... Like, after the watch got taken, did you even think about it again? Yep. Oh, you, you did? Yeah, when when he saw the guard, he thought had it again. Well, I'm like, yeah. okay, so clearly this is going to come back. I also love the technique he used to <laughs> knock the guard. Yeah. Out. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I Don't it was touch. My father's watch. <laughs> In the KGB, we call it the kiss. He'll be like this for twenty minutes. Don't, mustn't touch. <laughs> that was that was pretty great. Yes. Uh... I just like him warming up behind him first. <laughs> yes. 
bringing it up and bringing it back down. <laughs> yes, that's a very good part. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, Rudy spelled with an I. Well, it's German. Growth. Yeah, I forgot that you said that the guy who played uh, Goebbels in uh, Inglorious Bastards was in this movie. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, is that this guy? So I had to click and check. Oh, he plays Goebbels in uh, another movie. Uh, can you click on Stalingrad? I might have actually seen that movie. Plays Otto. The store from Soldiers. So in 1942. I think I've seen that movie. Oh. Look at this, though. He plays Joseph Goebbels in another fucking movie. Yeah. In My Fuhrer. Mein Fuhrer? No, it literally says My Fuhrer. Well, the, the poster says Mein Fuhrer. But the movie's called My Fuhrer. Oh, well, that's what mine means. I know. The action comedy is set in 1944. <laughs> Hitler appears in it as physically and mentally destroyed person who takes the advice of Goebbels in the actor-teacher of Jewish concentration for or concentration camp for lessons, eloquence to, to inspire, inspire the, the German, German people, people to further fight. fight. That right there is what happens when you run the German through Google Translate. <laughs> Deutschland 89, the master butcher. Criminal Germany. Ugh, look at that fucking picture. Is that what he looks like on Gotham now? I guess. Ugh. Weird. Again, fucking Joker should not be a goddamn Jim Gordon villain, but that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> it's their interpretation, John. And it sucks. Yeah, we've discussed why does Jim Gordon name his fucking daughter after his, after his crazy... psychotic ex-girlfriend? Yeah. Literally psychotic. Yes. Not, she kills her parents. Not in the, oh, she's just crazy, like... She talk. burned my shit she, when we broke up. Yeah. This is, like, legitimate, like, insanity in this show. Yeah, I was like, well, I mean, they must get back together at some point because of Barbara Gordon, his daughter. And then she kills her parents and, like, and then invites him over or something. I was like, mm, see that Was that in season one? Together? No, that was in season two, I believe. Uh, see, I didn't watch season two. I Maybe watched it was at the very end of season one. Because I watched season one and then tried to start season two and just couldn't do it. Yeah. The only reason I watched as far as I did was because I had someone I was watching it with. Me and my mommy. Nice. Yeah. Well, now I hate my mom, so. Wow. That's not true. Do you, want to, do you, want, do you want to talk about it? No. Okay. I'm going over to hang out tomorrow. We're going to watch Black Jesus, which came back on the air, thank fucking God. Yeah. Did, did you, you see ever that? watch the show? I did not, but I was actually about to say, did you see, uh, uh, I think I saw somewhere that uh, HBO picked up Boondocks. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, Black Jesus, um, Charlie Murphy was in it, but Charlie Murphy died, so I didn't think that they were going to come back with it, because mm. he's a big character in the show. He plays Vic, the landlord. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. He, he calls, because, uh, okay, the show's about a black guy who is Jesus. It's actually Jesus. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, this guy set in modern times. Yeah, it's set in okay. modern times in Compton. <laughs> okay. So Jesus is like trying to like route. He's got like a new set of disciples. These people he's trying to show the right way to do things and stuff. So he's like starting a community garden in Compton, and it's him like struggling to get through to these like m- like younger modern people. Like the word of like it's all about peace, love, and respect. You know, <laughs> he's trying to do that in Compton. <laughs> and he's like, come on, like uh, wow. What was it? Believe in your believe in your boy. That's what he always says. <laughs> but um, the guy who plays Jesus, he's the voice of um, Franklin from Grand Theft Auto's friend. Hmm. I can't remember what his name is. I can't. I don't remember his name. Off the top of my head. <laughs> it's the other black guy that Franklin hangs out with. Yeah. 
Uh, um, oh, what the fuck was his name? I don't remember. <laughs> well, Charlie Murphy's character always calls Black Jesus the con man because a lot of people think that this guy's not really Jesus, that he's okay. just a guy pretending to be Jesus <laughs> and he's conning people out of something for some reason. <laughs> Right. So he also struggles with that. At one point, he goes to jail for a while. <laughs> because they didn't get a permit on that community garden. And they were selling uh, salsa that had a bunch of weed in it. Because they were like growing weed next to the tomatoes in this community garden. And the tomatoes got all the fucking THC in them. Nice. But it happened to make really delicious food. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, Black Jesus is a great show. It's on Adult Swim. <laughs> Uh, anyway, excited that's coming back. That's not what we're talking about. No, tonight. we're talking about the man from Uncle. Uh, I think I don't know. I don't know what a, I don't know. I think I've kind of said everything. I, I think I've said my piece. I think this is probably. I agree. I would say this is probably my favorite role I've seen Henry Cavill in. Mm-hmm. Though I'm excited to see him in The Witcher. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm excited to see him in The Witcher. I'm tentative. To I'm see not. Him I'm not beholden to anything The Witcher related. So. Like, I've never read the books, haven't really played the games. So... To me, it still, it just looks like Henry Cavill in a white wig. I mean, it is. He doesn't look like, like, I mean, he looks like the character, sure, but at this point now, it's like... You should uh, go to Google in one of your million of fucking uh, tabs you got open. A million and one. All right. Uh, You should look up uh, Matt Mercer, uh, Geralt of Riviera. Rivia, not Riviera. That's the the DM from uh, Critical Role. He uh, he's too thin in the face. But yeah, I, but it's, he does look like him. Yeah, but he like put that whole fucking thing together himself. Because like, on Halloween they always dress up <laughs> for Halloween. So you know who who else do you think would fit that look? Because honestly, looking at him a little bit. I think Hugh Jackman could fit that look. Because Geralt's kind of Wolverine-esque. A little uh, bit. Because he's kind of like got like these extra senses, so he's like Wolverine in that regard and stuff. Yeah. He's a little more animalistic, but still kind-hearted. Yeah. I don't know about, I don't know about Hugh Jackman. Um, God, I have no I, idea. I don't know about this. Tommy Wiseau as Geralt. There we go. Perfect. Actually, when you look at that face, doesn't it kind of look like Henry Cavill? A little bit. <laughs> oh, that looks like Hopper there. That guy kind of looks like Hopper. A little bit. <laughs> I don't think he would make a good Geralt. No, I don't for think you. so. I think that'd be a good SNL sketch, though. Yeah, I would watch that. <laughs> Where he just plays fat Geralt, like fat Hopper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I tell you what my... Uh... For a while, I thought about doing for Halloween this year. What? Do alternate universe Kratos where he ate his failings instead of killing people. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Would you actually get the tattoo? I wouldn't get the actual tattoo, no, but... Why not? That'd be pretty cool. It would be a cool tattoo. Would you shave your head? For the costume, yes. Really? Nice. Yeah, because yeah. then, I, I mean, I had the beard and everything. It's like old man Kratos... If he ate his feelings instead of killing people. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> he just ate his anger instead. Nice. I'd get behind that. Who's this schlub? I don't know. I'm clicking on it. 
Apparently it's your first look of Hen- Ned Henry Cavill, but that's not Henry Cavill in that picture. That one is. That is, but that last picture was not. No, it's not. That's also not him. It looks that's, like his stunt double. That, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't change yet. That guy looks... It, it's probably just some cosplayer, but he looks like somebody else. That side of his face looks like Henry Cavill, and then that side doesn't. I, d- I don't know who the fuck I'm thinking of, but... <laughs> Is that CGI mustached Liss Henry Cavill there? Where? In the picture there. Oh, they CGI'd his mustache away? Yeah. In, oh, because didn't he have to do Superman with yeah. the CGI... And he, they were, he, wasn't, he wasn't able to uh, shave it? Oh, See right there, that will, and it looks like it's been fucking like run through a, like exported and turned into a JPEG a million fucking times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know who he looks like right there? Who? Fucking uh, Christopher Lambert as Raiden. <laughs> yeah, that looks like Dan Harmon. That's uh, oh, what's his fucking name? WikiLeaks motherfucker, Julian Assange. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Ew. Is that Geralt in like an old game? That looks maybe. Ew. Hey, there he is. See, like I think in motion it looked fine. I get the concern over the like, <laughs> like the, that individual like picture looked kind of weird, but like in motion it looked fine. Yeah. I don't think it looks that bad in motion. We'll see. I I just don't know. I think that's a lot of times when you get like, here's just the person in character. It's just like, yeah, but they're not doing anything. I suppose like, that was the issue with Nicolas Cage Superman, too. There's that. I mean, like the first pictures of like Heath Ledger's Joker were like just a white background with him, like kind of like with his arms out, and people were like, that's that's Joker. Okay. Let me see. Yeah. Let me see those. Uh, <clears throat> Heath Ledger Joker test. I'm assuming they're test pictures or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, is it this? <laughs> uh, no, not <laughs> that. They're getting the white balance down. No. Um, uh, oh, is this him? No. <laughs> God damn it, Jake! You're making this difficult. I think like that one, that down, 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 down to the right. That one. Like that just looks like Go somebody promo photos. Yeah, like that just looks like somebody playing pretend. Yeah. Like, that doesn't look good, but then you watch it in motion, and you watch it, like, actually happening, and you're like, oh, shit, that's really good. Yeah, I suppose. But you know what? He has the benefit, Heath Ledger had the benefit of not looking like Heath Ledger. That's because true. he had all the makeup on him. I think part of the problem is, like, I I've, almost wish they would have gotten a less known actor to play this video like, game character. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm going to, like, look at it and be like, oh, there's Henry Cavill in a white wig. I mean, but that's kind of that's kind of the problem, Cats especially with a lot of like. Uh, I mean, especially when you go to stuff like that, is like, you can do unknowns for a while, but then you kind of run the risk of like, well, this unknown kind of sucks. I mean, like I you suppose, look at like yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, who by the time he was Doctor Strange, he was already Benedict Cumberbatch. Like when he went into Sherlock, people didn't really know who he was, yeah. but now people are like, oh, he's Benedict Cumberbatch. Then he stepped into Doctor Strange. You're like, he's fucking perfect as Doctor Strange. Yeah. And like, so like you forget about that. I think the problem is though, there's no one that naturally looks like Geralt. 
<laughs> no. There's some people who kind of look like Doctor Strange. What is he? He has, has a goatee, yeah. and his hair is kind of slicked back. Up. Yeah. So, like, to make someone look like Geralt, it you know they're wearing a wig and stuff. That I guess that's part of it. Yeah, I mean, but they're gonna kind of have to. I mean, but but you, I mean, wigs don't always look bad. I mean, fucking uh, Amelia right. Clark looked great on Game of Thrones. Yeah, because she already had long hair. And she had to wear, but she had a wig yeah, the I whole know. time. I know. Because her hair's not that But also, color. she was unknown before that, really. But still, like, <laughs> you can make a wig I'm not saying, it's not just about the okay, wig. Okay, so, you're, so your concern is you're, you're going to be seeing Henry Cavill in a wig, not like, oh, yes. this is just, okay. Because he's fucking Superman, and he was Napoleon Solo, so he's always clean fucking cut. And now oh. I'm going to see him, like, with the scruff, yellow eyes, and fucking white long hair. Well, partially just, tied into a ponytail. Well... Just give it a chance. It's I, no, I'm going to. I'm just saying it's going to be silly looking at first. Probably. It'll but, probably take a while for me personally to get used to looking at that. If it's good, yeah. I might not watch that much. I mean, to be fair, too, uh, me and Nick were worried because uh, the actor who plays uh, Claptrap in Borderlands, mm. uh, apparently the guy who runs Gearbox is an asshole, from what I understand. Uh, is that the company, the that, company makes that makes Borderlands? Borderlands. Oh. Um, from what I understand, he's, he's an asshole. And uh, like there was a big falling out between him and the guy who does the voice of Claptrap, who was also, I think, a designer on the games, too. Like He worked on the games in oh. addition to providing... Because I think his voice was supposed to just be like a stand-in at first. And they're like, no, we fucking love this. This is great for Claptrap. So they used it. So after Borderlands 2 and all its DLC came out, and then I don't think Claptrap is in Tales from the Borderlands. So... Um, by that point, like, as Borderlands 3 was coming out and being announced and everything, it had come out that somebody else was doing the voice of Claptrap. And uh, they released a free DLC for Borderlands 2 called uh, Commander Lilith and the Fight for Sanctuary, which was fine. But it was to kind of set the stage for 3. Mm. And spoiler alert, the only thing they needed to set the stage for was that Sanctuary got blown up okay. at the end of uh, Fight for Sanctuary. Um, so that they could have a new thing called Sanctuary in Borderlands 3. Um, <laughs> but there was no confusion. Basically, well, so you're like, why are we not in Sanctuary already? Like, mm. why? You know, it's like, so, because it's not there anymore. Um, and uh, in that, the new voice actor for Claptrap was there. And then uh, the new voice actor for Claptrap's in the new game. And me and Nick didn't really care for him in uh, Commander Lilith. We're like, uh, this isn't great. Hmm. Um, but I'm like, we're probably going to get used to it as we play. And, yeah, we're just like, okay, that's Claptrap. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> like, we we don't even Debbie notice it. Or, like, sound somewhat like him? It didn't at first. It wasn't, like, it wasn't high-pitched enough. Oh, really? Like, because Claptrap's a really high-pitched voice. Right, yeah. And so, like, this one was, like, an octave or two lower. So it wasn't, it was still high pitched, but it wasn't hey, like. Hey, I'm Claptrap. Yeah. And I'm like, they could so easily be like, he found like, even though the Claptrap line got killed off by Hyperion um, before Borderlands 2, and he's the only Claptrap left. Oh, is that his story? Yeah. At the, by Borderlands 2, he's the only remaining Claptrap. I didn't know there was multiple yep. in one. Yep. In Borderlands 1, there's a shitload of Claptraps. <laughs> there's the whole uh, Claptrap's Glorious Robot Revolution, which is the last one where like, uh, Hyperion tries to wipe out the uh, uh, Vault Hunters using uh, Claptrap Army. <laughs> and uh, the the Claptrap, I think, that is still alive by this point is the one that was leading the robot revolution. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's funny. So he's the only Claptrap left. So I'm like, they could have just been like, oh, he found like some update in his system or whatever, and his voice changed a little bit, and then it would have been done. Explained it away. 
but they didn't. Do you think they're going to kill him off in this third game? No. No, Claptrap. Yeah, oh yeah, Claptrap's like the most iconic character from the series. I know, but I mean, if you want to make it deep, you just kill the most iconic character. It, Borderlands doesn't tend to go for deep. Didn't they kill Mordecai's bird? They did, but that's just to more establish what a piece of shit asshole Handsome Jack was. <laughs> they killed a beloved character from the first game. He wasn't really a character in the first game. If you Mordecai's never Mordecai's bird, it was like his like it was his, it was it was his, his ability. Boy. Yeah, yeah. I know. But if you never played Mordecai, you'd have been like, I don't fucking care. Hmm. Nick played Mordecai. I mean, Roland fucking dies in two. Who? Roland. He's one of the Vault Hunters from the first game. Oh. He's the one I played through in the first game. So did that have an impact for you? I'm like, oh shit, Roland died. <laughs> That's about it. I'm huh? like, cool. Now we really got to kill Jack, mostly. <laughs> And not because it was Roland, but just because I'm like, all right, they raised the stakes again. Mm. He just killed Roland and kidnapped Lilith. So, I wish I liked Borderlands because, like, I like the idea of it, I like the aesthetic of it, but I don't, I don't know. No, it's almost okay. too much looting. It's a lot of looting, <laughs> and there's too many versions of like the same gun. Well, yeah, I mean, by at so a certain I don't know point, you're supposed to stick with. Like, I, I, it's hard for me to tell which gun's better than the next one. It, I mean, that's what the, like, the little arrows showing you, like the numbers and such. But for the way, basically the way I play it, it's like I focus mostly on uh, damage and uh, damage accuracy and reload speed. Mm-hmm. Everything else is kind of secondary. Though with uh, though I also always check to make sure it only fires one bullet at a time because some don't. Some fire two. First. No, some fire two. Like uh, oh, a lot of them are shotguns. Go through your ammo. Yeah, and they just burn through ammo so quick. And I'm like, eh, that's not worth it. Um, but that's kind of what I look for. But anything that's just all green arrows all the way, I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to switch to this gun. <laughs> I uh, It's depending. Like, if I want a shotgun, I mostly focus on damage and reload speed. If I want, like, a sniper rifle, it's damage and accuracy. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Like, I, or if it's, like, a, the, the, rif- the assault rifles, I don't worry so much about damage. Then it's, like, fire rate, you know, uh, reload speed, mm-hmm. accuracy. At least that's how I play it. Yeah, I've got two versions of Borderlands too, and I really haven't played them. I've got mm-hmm. it on the computer, and then also on PlayStation VR. <laughs> well, I was gonna say if you get uh, if you get Borderlands Three, Race has it, and all four of us could play mm-hmm. four player through it. I'd also have to get PlayStation Plus, which yeah. I don't think I'm getting. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I looked at the PlayStation Now um, uh, library recently, though, and they've updated it quite a bit. Yeah. They don't have as many PlayStation 1 games as they used to, mm-hmm. but now they have the option that you can download the game to your PS4, so you Which don't is have to nice. stream it. Which was dumb. <laughs> like, I appreciate the idea, but, yeah, most internet can't fucking cover that. Yeah. Because I tried playing Resident Evil 4 streaming, and it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's really hot in this room, sorry. Yep, no, um, that's good. So... We're almost at an hour, fifty-seven minutes. We're only at an hour. Shit. Yeah. Man, we want we want this one down quick. <laughs> but uh, no, because I was gonna say like I don't have too much more to go over for this. Um, but I was gonna pitch a well, movie for next week. But go ahead. Uh, what did you think about the music for this movie? I thought it, it was good. It almost it had was... a bit of a Tarantino vibe for like the songs that would like come out on, on the radios. And oh. Stuff. That was another moment that I really liked in the movie. Thanks for getting us all back on topic for Man from Uncle. <laughs> We're back was, talking about the Man from Uncle, by the way. Yeah, if you if you're if you're just tuning in now, you haven't missed anything. Um, <laughs> we've only been talking about Man from Uncle. Um, 
the scene where uh, they broke into that facility and they were racing back to the hotel because the alarm went off mm-hmm. and they knew uh, they were going to go to the hotel and like check it out. And uh, they just barely like beat her back to the hotel. Yeah. And uh, she like uh, signals them to be quiet as she like opens the door and like the music's playing and then she like puts her finger up for quiet and the music cuts too right when she does that. Yeah. I'm like, that was fucking cool as hell <laughs> like i love when like stuff in the scene affects the non-diegetic music mm-hmm. i just i think that's just really good i enjoy that too. use of style yeah, yeah i like visual cues like that too yeah. for stuff that they can't hear exactly uh well no i was about to say it would be like Shaun of the dead but no Shaun of the dead they can't hear it so um because I was thinking, like, when they're beating up the the zombie to, uh... Ah! Uh, having a good time. Having a good time. Mr. Fahrenheit, that's what it's called, I okay. think. Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> I think that's what it's called. But, yeah, so, but that's... They can hear that. But I guess a better example of that would have been, like, in uh, Baby Driver. I have seen that. Oh. I watched that. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> I fucking love ba- Baby Driver. Is great. Yeah. And honestly, if you like this, I think you'll really like Baby Driver. Yeah. It's not super similar, but it's got a lot of the same stylistic flair to it. Totally, it's similar. Yes. Okay. So. Sorry, I thought I was about to sneeze there. Um, <clears throat> but uh, last thing Kevin Spacey was in before, uh, you know, that whole thing went down. The Big Bang happened. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But, uh... Well, actually, there was another movie that he was in, but they had to recast this character and then reshot all of his scenes. Yeah. Uh, what was that movie? Uh, the for all the, money, all the Money in the World. Yeah, that's right. Actually, there was another movie that came out, like, just as those that was happening. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was about, but it's got him and Ansel Elgort in it again. And, uh, apparently, like, it really wasn't that good, so it's not like anybody's missing out on anything. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, yeah, there's decent chemistry between the two of them, but, uh, it's not, re- like, even without, you know, all the problems surrounding Kevin Spacey, it's like, this movie's not really worth your time. So. Regardless of if you think it's like, oh, I don't want to give business to him, it's like, well, it's like, I mean, the movie's not even good enough to, like, worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was one of those ones where you, like, hear, like, how much it made in the box off, and you're like, shit, that's, like... Like, it was like five grand or some shit in the box office. Really? It was fucking low. <laughs> let me let me look up the movie and then we'll look up its box office. But uh, in the meantime, back to Man from Uncle. Real quick, I want to say this about Kevin Spacey. I'm curious what he thought was going to happen after he released that video of him as uh, Frank Underwood again. <laughs> that was fucking bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious what he was hoping for, and I like that nothing happened from it. Yeah, that was... People talked about it for like a week, and then no one talked about it again. I thought about that the other day. I was like, that was like almost a year ago now. Holy shit, really? It's pretty old. I mean... Wow. Um, The movie's called Billionaire Boys Club. Kevin Spacey, let me be frank. Nine months. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Here we are. I I actually found it. And I, and I, I believe managed. that Kevin Spacey is in a billionaire's boys club. <laughs> yeah. Where so, all the billionaires get to touch the boys, am I right? Budget, $15 million. Fuck. Which is already low. But to be fair, I think kind of what they were shooting for, 
not that big of a deal. I mean, if it, if Kevin Spacey's usually in like more low key roles anyway. He it's, tends to do very well in those roles. Yeah, it's domestic gross. So I'm in I America. was incorrect. Yeah. So in America, this is not necessarily box office. It's domestic gross. One thousand three hundred and forty nine dollars. It's world. I mean, it's worldwide gross was two point four million, but on a fifteen million dollar budget in Hollywood, yeah, that was like the flop of all flops. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem like like typically. Uh, what I learned is with a movie, when you look at its budget, its production budget, you double it. It, because it'll take the same amount to like market, market the movie. Yeah. But I doubt that movie got any fucking marketing. <laughs> Probably didn't need any with all those allegations going around, huh? Yeah, Sue. That one uh that one flopped pretty pretty hard. Man, let me be frank, has eleven million views. <laughs> oh, I watched it all. It's fucking weird. It's got more views than that last movie made money. <laughs> yeah. And it is your shit, you're right. It has been nine months. Oh, released on Christmas Eve. That's even more fucking weirder. Yeah. I don't know what he was He's thinking. God's gift to man, John. That's <laughs> when Jesus was born. You know that. Oh, man. Uh, who's here after an accuser dies? In the midst of sexual assault lawsuit? Uh, yeah. 2018 has been weird as hell. <laughs> I I also like the people who say, man, 2018 has been weird. Every fucking year is weird. Yeah. No year is more weirder than any other. Yeah. <laughs> 2016 sucked. Yeah, that was a lot. But, uh, so, Man From U.N.C.L.E. does not. <laughs> man, man From U.N.C.L.E. does not have Kevin Spacey or Ansel Elgort or uh, weirdness. Just... Real cool movie. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking really liked it. Like I said, this was a movie even I slept on. Me and my dad went to go see it because he thought it looked really good. I really hadn't seen too much about it. I'd seen previews for it, like Man From Uncle, but I wasn't paying attention really. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, dad wants to go. I'll go watch it with him. Free movie. (laughs) There you go. And uh, I fucking, in the theater, I was like, holy shit, this movie's dope. Yeah. I left the theater thinking like, what the Fuck, that was great. I had such low expectations for that. I I didn't have low expectations. I just had, had zero not, expectations. You went in blind, basically. Perfect way for to see a movie. And this oh it, this was this movie was a perfect storm for me. I knew nothing about it going in, and it fucking blew my doors off. Nice. So that's yeah, why that's, I like this that, movie. That's so a much. good way to go into uh, a lot of movies, if 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 possible. Yeah. Um. Fucking. Shit, what was the other thing I was going to say? I know most people saw Endgame with zero expectations. <laughs> yeah, none. Everybody's right. like, yeah, it's probably going to be okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Fucking found out, uh, so you know, uh, Endgame, now the highest grossing movie of all time. Is it now? It is. Um, it took a while, but they, they hit it. Um, and uh, so, you know, Disney has all of the fucking money in the world hmm. basically um and apparently they're laying people off in disney world because the parks aren't performing as well as they would hope they would so instead of transferring you know all of the money that they have you know which is all of it yeah. into like being like well we don't need to fire all of these people they're like 
well, the parks aren't doing well, so let's get rid of some people. At the, like, just attendance wasn't what they projected it would be. Uh-huh. So they laid people off, which makes no fucking sense. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're not doing as well, and we're not getting as many people. Maybe if we remove some staff, it'll, it'll, go, it'll work better. Well, it would level out their budget. Yeah, it would level out their budget, but it wouldn't help bring fucking people to the park, getting rid of people from working at the park. Well, adding more people isn't going to bring more people either. No, that's true. <laughs> so why fucking change the amount of people? Because Again, they'll save the money. Disney, Disney has so much fucking money. Yeah. The mouse rules all, John. Oh! <laughs> you talking shit? Oh! <laughs> Just a fucking red laser pointer <laughs> shoot comes in on my forehead. Or the back of my head. I'm backed up to a window. Not where you want to be when uh, the mouse wants to kill you. Yeah, no. <laughs> in fact, we're, I mean, it's too late. The, the window's open. The mouse wanted in. The mouse could get in. I like just calling Mickey the mouse. Or referring to Disney as the mouse. The mouse. Oh! <laughs> the uh, last thing you hear before you die. <laughs> oh, that's what you hear before you get fucking molested before you die. Yeah. That's when Mickey's got a grudge. <laughs> he brings in Goofy. <laughs> He's gonna goof you. Um, and then kill you. And if you hear Donald go, like, that, no. <laughs> You might as well kill yourself because you don't want to live too much longer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't do a he'll have, impression. He'll have a... Uh, no. God, no. You want to try it right now? No, I don't. Come on, do it for the audience. No. Let's, let's hear John's first impression of Donald Duck. Anyways. Candidly. No. Come on. No. Come on. No. All right. Uh, Everyone at home, do a Donald Duck impression. Uh, record yourselves doing a Donald Duck impression and send them in. And then uh, we'll go back and splice them into the podcast right here. <laughs> That's wow, that was a good one. Gmail.com. Uh, what were you about to say? I said, wow, that's a good Donald Duck impression no, I right there. Before that. I don't fucking remember. Oh, uh, fucking, they've got a page in their book of, like, uh, Uncle Rudy. Oh, yeah. A whole page right here for you. Not in black and white. Chroma key. <laughs> Kodachrome. Oh, Kodachrome. Chroma key. That's from fucking editing. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. Kodachrome. The colors are so real, you could almost taste them. He's really gross. Yeah. He's a really creepy guy. He plays a creep really well. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <coughs> Excuse me. Gesundheit. Um, I don't know. It's a good movie. Oh, fun one thing I just heard recently, because I was at Jordan's place a while back. I gave him my PlayStation 2. He had the show The Boys on. Okay. And there's a song in it. That was from The Man From U.N.C.L.E. But I, I thought when it was in The Man From U.N.C.L.E. it was part of the score. I didn't realize it was like a, an actual song. Was it that like one that was playing during the car chase? Yeah. The, ah, yeah, yeah. That one. The one that almost sounds like Immigrant Song. Yeah. Almost, <laughs> but isn't. But yeah, that song. I was like, oh shit. That's not just The Man From U.N.C.L.E.'s song. I thought it was actually part of the score because it plays well to the chase and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's in The Boys also. That Interesting. Just something. I need to watch The Boys point. still. Me too. I've, I've watched it. It's fucking amazing. I watched the first episode, and it was really cool, and I need to keep watching it. Was that the part with the invisible cunt? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I've heard that line, and you showed me the scene. I so. know. Because, again, that's it's one of those moments where you can see where they just ripped it straight out of the comic book. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, that man from Uncle. Final thoughts? Uh, this might be kind really of a shorter movie. episode, but that's all right. Uh, we're over an hour now. We're at an hour ten. Yeah, but 
Um, I asked Kate's parents what the original show was like because they watched it back in the seventies. They said it wasn't too much like that at all, actually. I'm but, sure it was I mean, more they'd of a, still like the movie, but you know, I'm sure it was more of a standard spy procedural, like to, you know, so. like a procedural, but with spies. Yeah. Um, procedural is that a, like like a police procedural show, like oh, fucking like NCIS and Law okay. and Order and shit. My mom is super excited. Mom, if you're listening, I know. Uh, you were super excited for Ziva coming back on NCIS. They thought she was dead. Ziva? Yeah. The, she? uh, she's the, the, uh, the Mossad agent who works with NCIS. Uh, I don't want to show. I was curious. If, uh, I was, when I said, who is she? Like, I knew who all the characters were. It was only because I was curious if it was the girl with black pigtails. Uh, no, she is off the show. <laughs> um, but Ziva is back, apparently. Right. So, big news for all you NCIS fans. Or, you know. Once again, congratulations. <laughs> what was that from? Oh, come on, John. It's from SpongeBob. That's my friend in there. That's right. Damn it. Congratulations. It's his first time on his own. Once again, congratulations. That's it. Five hours is long enough. Oh, Bubble Buddy, you're done. He kept us waiting for a bubble. <laughs> he made me experience eye time. Oh, <laughs> he called us fat. <laughs> he burned our crops <laughs> <laughs> and put a plague on our houses. He did? No, but are we gonna wait around until he does? <laughs> you and that bubble have been nothing but trouble. Yeah, uh, SpongeBob's a good show. Yeah, it is. All right, we, next week the SpongeBob. Movie. I, was, I was gonna say we should do an episode just about SpongeBob. We should watch like <laughs> a, you know, all of SpongeBob and talk. We watch the first episode of every season. Yes. There's like what four seasons or some shit. What? Isn't I thought like there's like a shitload of episodes a season though, like an obscene amount of episodes a season. I, I know mean, it's an old like ass show. Twenty episodes per season. Yeah. But there's like seven fucking seasons, eight, nine maybe. But I was actually going to recommend. Well, Jesus. Uh, Now I was going to recommend one of two movies for next week. Okay. Now that. uh, What? SpongeBob's birthday is July 17th? Did you say happy birthday to SpongeBob? I don't think so. Also, we're on season 12. Fucking hell. Man, that show has gone downhill since after season four or five. Maybe that's what I was thinking with the four or five, three or four <laughs> seasons. The only, that's the only amount of good episodes there were. Um, rest in peace, uh, Steven Hillenberg. Uh, Rip. But uh, no, I was going to recommend one of two movies. Baby Driver, as has been mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I'm also kind of in a Guy Ritchie mood. Have you seen Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? All right, so me, Nick, and Race... Uh, and Jordan showed up also. We had a Jason Statham movie marathon. Okay. Um, we had to start, though, at like 8 in the morning. So, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels was one of the first ones that we watched. It was either one or two. Okay. And I started falling asleep during it. So, I've seen some, some of it. <laughs> okay. Would you have interest in doing either of those two movies? Uh, Baby Driver or Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? Uh, sure. Either one. Which do you want to watch? I came up with two. You pick the one we're going to watch for next week. Uh, let's do Baby Driver. Okay. Still relatively new, and I've been wanting to see it. I just haven't. Do you know where I can watch it at? <laughs> uh, is it on Newt Flukes? 
probably on Amazon. I have it on Blu-ray, so. Well, look at you. Yeah. You know, it was really weird, too, speaking of Blu-ray. You know, uh, Blu-rays and DVDs and shit have trailers at the beginning, too. Yeah. Shit's coming up. Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice trailer on there. I'm like, huh. Neat. I like the ones that you, like, I've never bought one like this, but I've rented them from Family Video, where you get a Blu-ray, but it's like, it connects to your internet, and it'll play an ad for, like, a movie from 2019, even though, like, the movie that you've rented is, mm. like, from 76, but it's on a Blu-ray. Yeah, actually, it asked me if it's like, would you like to allow the Blu-ray player to connect to the internet? I'm like, no, it doesn't need the fucking internet. <laughs> well, I was like, does it? So I hit yes, and I was like, I got like an ad for like something like Superman or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this movie's from the 80s. But yeah, it just it connects to your internet so it can play you new ads. I was like, well, that's kind of a genius idea, I guess, but like... Whatever. No. It's weird that it does that. See, I always like watching the trailers for shit that's like, oh, that was what was coming out around the same time as this. Yeah, dude. I love that shit, too. Yeah. Like, uh, if you get, um, like, an old Pokemon movie, mm -hmm. that's a good dose of nostalgia. That's yeah. fucking right into the veins. You get, like, an old uh, Game Boy commercial and shit. Nice. Like, that one where all the Pokemon are getting on the bus, and then, like, the guy puts the bus into like a smashing machine <laughs> it like crushes all the pokemon inside it and then he pulls out a cartridge and it's like a tamagotchi but for pokemon i vaguely remember that yeah right <laughs> vaguely remember i that. think it was on the commercial for either mewtwo strikes back or fucking pokemon 3000 don't know couldn't tell you got the vh for 3000 in the other room nice it's racist he loaned it to me in eighth grade Nice. Well, which one of you two borrowed Nick's copy of Hulk Ultimate Destruction? Was that racist? Wrong. He borrowed my copy of Hulk Ultimate Destruction oh, shit. and fucking broke it. That's what was up. <laughs> That's Ooh. right. I was about to get pissed if he told you that. Like he no, 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 no. Us. no, no, no. What <laughs> fucking lies is he telling? I was going to no, get no, no. so mad. I was going to beat you to death with this mic stand and then go show your dead body to Nick and say, That's what you get. I just, I didn't remember the story right. Yeah. Good. That better be what happened. Yep. Do you know that game is what inspired them to use the, the car gloves in uh, fucking the uh, Incredible Hulk movie? Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> I loved that game. I loved it so fucking much. I got that game the same Christmas that um, uh, the year uh, Green Day's American Idiot came out. Because I got the CD also. And... Um, so I would, like, listen to that CD as I was playing the game, just jumping around fucking the city and stuff, because yeah. you had, like, super high jumps, and I was jumping around to wake me up when September ends. Nice. That's cool. A lot cool. of memories in that game. Nick ruined them. Where you go, Nick? Nick broke them all. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what happens when you steal people's copies of Pokemon 3000. No, he ruined the game before I stole Reese's copy. I didn't steal it. He lent it to me and never asked for it back. Race, if you're listening, Jake still has your copy of your movie. He knows. It's on my dresser. I'm not hiding it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why it's on my dresser. I can't watch it from there. I, I mean, I have a VCR now, but I only got that like a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, all right. Uh, um, I at Rose and Doom 2, up. Rose and Doom 1, at LTTS Podcast, late to the podcast. At Jake underscore Lavoie. Uh, for both of them. Yeah. Um, and uh, role play film for everything. Yeah. yeah we're right, working on gang. that. 
So, baby driver next week. Baby driver next week. Uh, is there anything else you want to say to the people? No, I'm good. Don't be late. Oh, boy.